0: Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rating review. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey, beautiful people. For December, we are diving into past episodes and bringing you your favorites. Was your favorite in the top five most downloaded? Let me know in the comments below in the show description, and let's get to today's episode. We
1: are talking about stress management because for those of you who are in leadership roles and positions, I'm sure that you understand that there is stress that comes with that territory. And if you are a manager of any kind, if you are a CEO, small business owner, then you know that that stress try the more that you continue to grow your business and to grow yourself and to grow your teams. And so this is a very important topic that we need to address. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of introducing one of my favorite, favorite, favorite ladies. I just love her to pieces. We met about a actually approximately a year ago from Just a couple of days ago, we met in Phoenix last year and instantly hit it off. Wonderful chemistry. And she has fast become a very good friend of mine. And I love her dearly. And so her name is Latasha Matthews. She is the owner and CEO of Illumination Counseling and Coaching. She has worked in higher education and corporate America. She's provided in-home community-based therapy and worked in a variety of private practice settings. She's well versed in working with individuals and couples as well as families. She's a certified life coach. She is a licensed therapist and she uses a family systems approach with her clients. So what better person for me to put in front of you to share some tips on managing stress? And so I am so excited to just bring her before you. She is multi-talented, let me just tell you, very articulate, and she just inspires me to want to be a better businesswoman and friend in general, so I love her for that. She's very compassionate, um, not only with her clients, but with those who are in her circle, and she is fiercely intelligent, y'all. She is a PhD candidate currently pursuing um, her PhD in counselor education and supervision. She has a master's of art. And professional counseling, as well as a Bachelor of Science in Human Resource. So, a girl is bad. So, without further ado, I am going to have her come on the line and get us started. Miss Tasha, wow. are you there? I am here, and I was listening to all that stuff, and I got a little stressed.
2: <laughs> Thank you for uh, just, I guess, reminding me of. Some of the talents that I didn't uh, that I forgot about and some of the things that I guess God has really truly blessed me with. I, I was listening like, is that me? I did all that. Where did I do that stuff? So
1: you did that.
2: I am. Uh, yes, I am. Um, thank you. I, I I am thankful for being on this call and for those listening. Um, thank you for joining the call. So I want to kind of jump right in. Um, Today's call will be a refresher for some people, and I would say new information for others. Let me first just start off by saying if you are expecting any mystifying solutions on how to manage stress, you are actually on the wrong call. I don't have any magic tricks or anything up my sleeve. The solutions that I will provide and offer are very simple. And based on all of the stress that we have entrepreneurs and all of the the home life stress and things that we kind of juggle from day to day, I believe that the solutions need to be very simple for us to be able to manage them and stay consistent and really follow the tips. So from the call, I want to tell you some of the things that I feel like you're going to learn today. You will learn the definition of stress. I think one of the things I've noticed over time is that individuals um, that manage stress very well don't really realize they're stress. So I want to give you a basic definition of of what is stress. You will learn some of the causes of stress. Um, You will hear some of the responses of stress and how to manage stress. And then we will talk about some steps that I feel that have worked for me and I hope will work for you. You can adapt them to use them in your work life and your personal life. I do think it is a balance. You can't not be stressed at work and and have stress at home. So I think these tips will kind of filter from place to place. So I hope that they will be useful for you and you will be able to take them and share with others. I would like to go ahead and just normalize stress and provide uh, a pretty transparent picture. I love being transparent because I think in today's society, People want to know that you have experienced some of the things you're going to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and normalize this and tell you a little bit about myself and my experience with stress. And then I'll give you some tips. As Gwen stated, I am a licensed professional counselor um, who has worked with hundreds of people who enter my office with extreme levels of stress. I sit down with them. We study the stress together. I analyze the stress. I help them come up with solutions for stress. I pray with them about stress. At times, I even complete paperwork to take them out on a stress leave. So day in and day out, I am actually working with clients that have stress. So what happens when the counselor who works with hundreds of clients has her own level of stress? I'm glad you asked that question. I'm going to um, answer that for you. Uh, My story today is not any different from any of the clients that come in my office, and this is where I want to be very transparent and kind of talk to you about some of what happened to me during a very stressful period and then talk to you about the process it took me through. So there was a period in my life where I had an enormous amount of stress. At this time, I would say it's probably 2011 or 2012, one of my best friends was diagnosed with cancer. And that's not odd because a lot of people in today's society have cancer. Um, but what was odd for me is that I was very immersed in her process. Um, I rearranged my schedule, to take her back and forth to chemotherapy, um, I picked up her medicine. And as she neared the end of her transition, I actually was instrumental in helping her plan her funeral. And so I was with her up until that transition, until she transitioned. Um, During that time, I was a full-time Ph.D. student managing a weekend program. And at this time, working at a full-time agency and and doing my practice part-time, looking to go full-time in my practice. Um, In addition to that, I was an adjunct professor, and so I've managed all of these different animals, and and, and in my opinion, I thought I managed it very well. She transitioned, um, didn't have much time to grieve. I started focusing on, let me grow my practice, let me finish with school. That was in January of 2012, and I continued this rat race until probably about October of 2012, when my father was diagnosed with cancer. And at that point, I said, okay, well, I have the tools to deal with this. I've dealt with this earlier in the year, so let me get busy with that. Let me go to his appointments. Let me do this and let me do that. And then I came to a point where I started experiencing a lot of interesting symptoms. As I began to sit with my clients, I started to black out. I would actually forget how to do therapy with them. I developed paranoia for their issues, and I started just really having a difficult time doing the work that I had been doing for many years. Um, from there, I went to having um, extreme heart palpitations and panic attacks, and just a lot of signs that I knew what they were, but I just chose not to deal with them. I finally decided to go to the doctor and, and what the doctor said to me is that you you have anxiety and you have stress, and we need to reduce those things, and so I started getting my own support. and and started seeking therapy for myself because therapists, as therapists, we need to seek therapy. You will be very hypocritical if you do not sit in front of the therapist and be able to tell the therapist some of the things that you struggle with. And one of the things that I took away from a conversation that the therapist said to me that was very impactful, Um, she asked me, um, and this one statement changed my perspective. She asked me, well, she actually told me that I had an issue with how God created me. And I'm going to repeat that again because I was kind of shocked when she said that she said, you actually have a issue with how God created you. And I asked her to elaborate because at the time I was talking about stress. I wasn't really talking about God and how he created me. She said, well, God created us to be able to manage a certain amount of stuff. And when you're unable to manage stress or anxiety or health problems, your body shuts down. So what you're saying to God is that you are bigger than him and you are able to manage this. And that one statement changed my life. And at that point, I realized that, first of all, I was out of the, the, the will of God and, and that I needed to do some major changes in my life. And so the symptoms I had was high blood pressure and anxiety and and loss of sleep and loss of appetite, all of those things that come from um, managing a lot of stress. That is not God's intention for our life to have stress. That is not his plan for our life. And so one of the things we have to do is is identify what his plan is for our life. And so I want to start off before I give you definitions on stress, um, I want to give you two Scriptures that kind of helped me through the process, helped me get back on track, and determine what God says about stress. Um, the first scripture that um, really resonates with me is Matthew eleven twenty eight. It says, "Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." God's will for your life is not continual stress, but rather confident rest. He wants us to rest in him. Another scripture that was really helpful for me is 1 Peter 5 and 7. It says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. He is waiting and wanting us to cast all our cares onto him so we will not feel stressful. And so I will give you some other scriptures throughout my talk today, but I wanted to just kind of start off with that story. So let's look at some of the definitions of stress. They're pretty simple definitions, but if you are a entrepreneur and you're busy and you're working from this place to this meeting, I think we don't recognize when we're stressed. So stress is an external pressure causing physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual strain. An example would be the stress from a heavy truck caused an old wooden bridge to collapse. So it's the physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual strain. Stress is self-induced internal pressure, causing physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual strain. Sometimes we induce stress on ourselves. Stress is internal resistance. That internal resistance is... resistance responding to outside pressure. And then there is negative pressure. And the negative pressure results in distressing, danger, or destruction. So these are just some of the definitions that embody the word stress. Stress is okay until it becomes unhealthy. So I want to give you some ideas of some unhealthy stress. Unhealthy stress, it refers to really the duration of stress over a considerable period of time. When I shared my story with you, I talked about a two-year span where I was not taking care of myself. I was taking care of others, I was taking care of a practice, but you didn't hear me say anything about working out or sleep or eating properly. So unhealthy stress refers to more to the duration of stress over a considerable period of time. Healthy stress includes external or internal pressure that God does not intend for us to experience. Unhealthy stress causes detrimental effects to the body, as well as to the soul, and as well as to the spirit. And this one right here is my favorite. Unhealthy stress stretches us beyond the threshold of our physical, mental, and emotional limits that God established within us to protect us from overload. That is powerful for me. That just reminds me of the statement that the therapist said to me. So God has given us the ability to handle a multitude of things. But when we get beyond what he has given us, that's a wrap. There's nothing else you can do and your body begins to shut down. Unhealthy stress plunges us past a saturation point where nothing can be added without something else being eliminated. I'm going to read that one again. Unhealthy stress plunges us past a saturation point where nothing else can be added without something else being eliminated. This is huge for entrepreneurs. We continue to pile on and we have a new project and a new book and a new webinar but we rarely take things away. And so that is considered unhealthy stress.
0: What if we redefine dressing for success? Ditch the button down and power through and let's get dressed for success virtual assistant style. Take your style game up a notch with the six figure virtual assistant swag shop. Wear tees, hoodies, and sweatpants that express your passion to get down to business and stay comfortable while doing it. Head on over to www.vaswagshop.com where dressing for success has never been so perfectly blended with authentic lifestyle and sophistication. We looked at
2: stress, the definition of stress, and then I described the unhealthy stress. And now I want to look at some of the stages that I think that stress falls in. So I've categorized stress in four stages. So the first stage I want to discuss deals with what I would call light stress. So it's kind of insufficient stress. Um, this is the type of stress where there's no motivation to move. So nothing's really bothering you, nothing going on. So you're kind of Just kind of flat. You're not moving. That means you probably have an insufficient amount of stress. Stage two is what I would consider um, positive stress. There is some motivation to move. Maybe you're finishing up a a, a master's program and you're two classes from being done. So you have some positive stress. You are wanting to finish. So there's some movement that takes place. Or perhaps you're starting a business and you, the last piece of that business, um, launches your website, and so there is some stress, but there is some positive stress that motivates you to move to that next place. And then stage three is the the negative stress that we we've talked about a little bit. Motivational warning signs to slow down. This is the stress that I feel like most of us live in on a day to day basis. We know that we are having headaches. We know that um, our eating is off. We picked up a few pounds. Mm, there are some warning signs that tell us we need to do something, and then um, if we don't do anything during that time, we get to that fourth stage, which is burnout. There's no movement in the burnout stage, people. We're 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 completely stopped. We, we're trying to repair, but in some cases, we're so burnt out we can't we we can't repair anything. So repair is necessary during this particular stage. And so I want to give you just a few items that kind of fall under each stage. So if you have experience of these stages, you can start jotting these items down so you'll know where you need to go and what you need to do. So in the stage where there's insufficient stress, not a lot of stress, you could avoid responsibility. Um, You may not know you have a purpose um, because there's nothing pressing you to think about purpose. Um, You could lack perspective on life during this. This stage, you're just kind of going about nothing really, shaking anything up. In stage two, that's the positive stress. It's productive. Positive stress is very productive. You face responsibility. Um, you're peaceful. You're energetic. Um, you have maybe, per- perhaps, responsible relationships. You have an idea of what your purpose is, and you're 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 striving to fulfill it. Um, you have a positive perspective on life um, when you're dealing with positive stress. And then when we look at stage three, the warning stage, um, during the stage, um, I experienced a lot of these things, so it's it's, it's really uh, interesting that I'm I'm sharing this information. Tension headaches, stomach aches, muscle aches, back aches, heavy sighing, rapid breathing, high blood pressure, restlessness, weight gain or loss, loss of sleep, excessive sleep, lack of concentration, constant worrying, irritability, and agitation. All of those things can fall under warning signs for you that you need to do something about the level of stress that you're experiencing. And then that fourth stage, at this point, you are burned out. Um, It's time for repair. And during this stage, you typically start to withdraw from relationships. You're overwhelmed by responsibility. Um, You have a lack of enthusiasm or it may be categorized as depression. You're purposeless. You're disinterested in any of the things that you used to do. You're easily fatigued and overly nervous. And this is definitely a stage where there is no perspective. There is no hope. And so this stage tells us that we are burned out and we have to do some repair. And so now that you have the four stages and you kind of know some of the areas that Could fall under each stage. I just want to give you just a few items that also would help you understand just some burnout from an emotional, physical, spiritual, and mental perspective. And I won't give you a lot because I've already shared some of this information with you. So emotional symptoms of burnout, definitely a sense of hopelessness. Um, You feel apathetic and anxious. You have less energy for relationships. You have a lot of anger and cynicism and negative. You ever been around somebody who's very negative and, and, and just very critical? That person probably has stress along with a lot of other things going on in their life. But these are just some of the emotional symptoms that let you know you're burned out. Um, some of the physical symptoms would be your body is more susceptible to colds and flu and a lot of pain. Sometimes you think, oh, it's wintertime, you know, it's, yeah, that makes sense that I have, that I catch a cold. But a lot of times that, that those cold symptoms and headaches and things, they come with a high level of stress. Feeling tired, um, nervous and unsettled, rapid pulse, shortness of breath, tightness in necks and shoulders, sweaty palms, diarrhea and constipation, all are physical symptoms that you could want to check your, um, your, your stress pulse. And then my favorite, the spiritual symptoms, apathetic toward scripture, fail to recognize my own limits much of the time. I feel like I am on my own. I feel like God has given up on me. I rarely pray or have quiet time anymore. I'm losing confidence in God to help me. So those are just some of the spiritual symptoms that let you know that you may be experiencing some stress. And so I've given you some definitions. I've talked to you about some causes. I've actually given you some ideas on some unhealthy stress. And so now I want to give you just a few tips to help you maybe work through some of the stress that you may be experiencing. Now, these are some of the things that I actually used to help me battle that very dark period of my life when I was overwhelmed by a lot of different things going on. And one of the first tips that I could give you in this tip is really the starting point, because a lot of times when you're dealing with stress, you want to go backwards and, and actually have a coping technique or a coping mechanism. But the first thing that I had to do was I had to go back and identify what was God's purpose for my life. And when I identified what his purpose and my plan for my life was, it is. And what his word says about me and the things that he has called me to do, I recognize that a lot of the things that I was doing, although they were very good and very admirable, were outside of his will. And so I sacrificed a lot of my time doing things that some were things that I was supposed to do and other things I, I did without seeking counsel on if that was his plan for me. And so identifying and accepting, identifying is one thing, but accepting. A lot of times we'll know what we have identified God's purpose for our life, but then accepting it and walking in it and remaining consistent, even when things get hard. And and, and there are definitely different ways and avenues to figure out what's God's plan for your life. But I think one of the things you want to do is you want to ask them. <laughs> you want to wait until you hear from him. That is the first way I believe that you can reduce stress. If you're identifying what his purpose is, you're gonna identify that, that business strategy or that next step in your business. Without him, it, it's disaster. The second area that really worked for me or the thing that I had to really think about doing to reduce stress is getting the proper rest. And I kind of told you in the beginning that I didn't have any mystifying um, magic tricks for you on how to reduce stress. And so I wanted to keep it very simple. When we were babies and we were younger, I just remember, I don't remember sleeping a lot, but I know the order. You know, babies sleep a long time. They get a lot of sleep. And then as we get older, we start to add things on our schedule and get less sleep. But as entrepreneurs, we need need to fuel our bodies so we can do do the things that God has called us to do. Your body needs to recharge and rest for the demands of life, period. There's no extra, period. Your body needs to recharge and rest for the demands of life. The next area that I had to really get a grip on is I had to adopt an eat well lifestyle. So the eat well lifestyle is not, I want to lose 30 pounds because my birthday is coming up and I want to get in a two-piece or be on the the beach, or it's January 1 and I'm going to start this and, and, and see how far I can go. An eat well lifestyle is not just about veggies and salads. It's more about your mindset. And it's more about the mindset and the food that you need to fuel your body. So perhaps I don't like Brussels sprouts, but what is Brussels sprouts going to do to fuel my body? Brussels sprouts versus French fries, which one is going to fuel my body? And and again, if it's about God's purpose and plan for your life, then the food is not always for enjoyment. It's for fuel and replenishment for your body. So adopting an eating for lifestyle is something I had to really work towards and I'm still working towards. The next area that I really had to get a grip on is setting and maintaining healthy boundaries. In this area, you know, I'm funny that God even has me um, writing a book. Uh, It's called The Dumping Ground. I'm in my final stages of writing that book. And the book is really just about setting and maintaining boundaries. Um, Learning to say no. Um, No is a complete sentence. And no helps you gain freedom and time. I have become very comfortable in saying no, and it frees up so much time, and it it removes a lot of stress. And so setting and maintaining boundaries, stay in your lane, do what you're supposed to do, and, and let other people do what they're supposed to do. And so setting and maintaining boundaries will help you reduce stress. Another area that really helped me is identifying fun activities that provide relaxation. So I love having fun. And so when I notice that my life is consumed with school and work and webinars and workshops, and I don't have an equal balance as far as doing those fun things, I can expect to have lots of stress. And so having fun and relaxing not only frees your mind of worry and anxiety, it refreshes you. It recharges you. It also keeps you looking and feeling youthful. And so another basic tip, have fun. The next area, um, which is sometimes a challenge and people don't realize how this ties into your stress and the impact it has on your body, forgiveness. That is not one of the normal tips that people would see. But for me, I had to identify some areas that I was just holding on to, had a lot of resentment, had a lot of areas that kept me bound. And what forgiveness does is it frees up space for you to love more and love conquers a multitude of sin and love gets you to the next workshop and love is tied into your business because you're able to show compassion. You're able to... to to work with individuals from a loving place and a trusting place. And so forgiveness is a tip that I use to help me um, reduce stress. And the last area, which is, we hear this all the time, but exercise. Our bodies need exercise. And so there's so many different ways to exercise. There's a boot camp. There's a bike trail. There's running. There's, fitness videos, there's walking up and down steps. There is no excuse for us not to find the exercise or the movement that keeps our body from getting stiff and stale. And even if you have some health injuries, there are modifications for every exercise out there. And Exercise increases your blood flow and oxygen to your brain, as well as it produces chemicals in your body that are natural painkillers. And there's also endorphins that make you happy. I know when I work out, I feel so much better. I feel like I can conquer the world. And so working out, eating, maintaining boundaries, um, relaxation, those things have to be in your place on a consistent basis. This is not a, let me try this one time and, and see if this works. This is a lifestyle. And so, again, I just wanted to share some tips give you the definition of stress, help you identify some of those burnout areas, some of those unhealthy areas, and then just talk to you about God, what God's intention for your life is regarding stress. And so I thank you, Gwen, for allowing me to share. I am a licensed professional counselor at Illumination Counseling and Coaching. And if you have any additional questions about stress, I know Gwen will have a recording and I would love to share more. Uh, more detailed tips about ways that um, we may be able to help you determine a plan to help you reduce stress.
1: Wow. 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 That was good. Good stuff. That was good stuff. Thank you so much, Tasha, for sharing that with us.
3: This is Jacqueline. I didn't have uh, a question, but I just want to say how, Awesome, this is, and just a reminder um of how we just really need to manage um ourselves and our state and and those stress levels and but I think the most powerful thing that she stated and and just if you can just you 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 really did talk about it, but just elaborate on it a little bit more that statement that we're not what does it say not comfortable with how God we had a problem yes. with how God has created us when we try to do it ourselves. That
1: is, that was deep. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. And so like I said, I sat with my therapist and um, she's an amazing woman and she just keeps it real. And, you know, I was complaining about this and that, and she just asked me, she said, are you comfortable with how God created you? And it was again, the most bizarre question because I'm, talking about my frustrations about stress and and she just said again, are you comfortable with how God created you? And I said, "Well, yes, absolutely." She said, "I don't think so. I don't think you're happy with the creation. I don't think you're happy with what he's created in you." And I got offended actually, and she said, "Well, let me explain. If you were happy with how he created you, you would know that You have limited capacity. He's giving you power over a certain amount of stuff. And after that, your body is designed to shut down. And what that means, you have to do something. And so if you continue on, what that says is that I disregard how God has created me. And it was the most powerful thing to me because I had to put things in perspective. If I appreciate the creation, which is me, then I will honor how he created my body. My body is, I'm not him, so I should not be able to manage the world. There should be a point where I stop and I'll have to replenish. And he's given us the tools to do that. But we choose to continue on. And that's when the shutdown and the paranoia and I can't do my job and I have panic attacks come into place because that's not how he created us.
3: Wow. And and then he's so gracious to allow our bodies to send us those signals, right? If we're not paying attention. Wow. Yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah, that's like deep. (laughs) That is like real deep. And who knew I was going to get a Bible lesson on stress today? So now I'm like, okay, now I need to go find out what the word say even more about stress. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow. Yes, that is so true because we're talking about systematizing your success. And, And a lot of times we as individuals, especially entrepreneurs, don't believe that we can create a system for managing all of these different variables in our lives. And we can, and it's so critical mm-hmm. that we do. So I think those tips, we take yeah. those and we put those into place mm-hmm. because that's the tip. So now the question becomes, what is the system that I'm going to use to make sure that I exercise that tip? So, for example, one of the things that Tasha mentioned was that I just started cracking up on was, you know, was your eating and <laughs> creating um <laughs> You know, that, that lifestyle and habit of eating properly. And I'm like, did she just say, and this is not, I want to lose 30 pounds because my birthday comes up. Um, yeah. So that would be kind of your goal, but your system would be, okay, maybe I have X number of servings of fruit every day, or I have X number of bottles of water every day. And so one of the things that has been helpful to me, you know, since we're on this topic, because that's the area that I struggle in, look for the wind in every day. So for me, it was making sure I was giving my body enough water. So, mm-hmm. you know, my system was purchasing a water bottle that's 32 ounces. And so I know when I've had two of those, I've had my water for the day and anything above that is extra. But as long as I can get two in, then I've won for the day. So sometimes we just have to think, you know, what can I do to have some success today with my particular system? So thank you so much. I think that's my mom. <laughs> is that yes, mommy? Yes, yes, this is mommy. Hi, mommy. <laughs> hey, Mama Matthew.
2: Hi, dear. I was asked about burnout burnout stress do you have a scripture for that by any chance let's see what all these bible scholars on the phone if i don't have one um i'm sure we can find you one um i do have one scripture proverbs 14 and 30 it reads a heart at peace gives life to the body And, and what that means to me, I'm not good at translating and break it down, but what it means to me is that for you to be able to be physically well in your body, you have to be able to access the peace. Um, the peace is already there It's a gift. God has given it to us. We have to accept that it is, and there are probably tons of scripture on peace, but that is one scripture that I referenced, and Mama Jackie and Sister Gwen, if you have any others, please
3: share. I was yes, going to say the one that you quoted from Matthew when he's saying, come to me, you're weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And that rest in, includes that peace that you're talking about. And the, the Amplified says, you know, come see how I do it. Learn the rhythms of grace. So he's saying, see how I do it. And again it goes back to this is how I've created you to function. So I think the one that you gave as well is uh what was that Matthew twenty eight? I think that was.
1: Um yeah, Matthew eleven, twenty eight through thirty. Yeah. Okay. And then one extra one that I would add that has truly helped to keep me ground through Lord knows tons of stressful situations. Is Philippians 4, 6, and 7, where he talks about not being anxious for anything, mm-hmm. but just making, you know, that prayer and petition and making our requests known to him. And then his peace will transcend all of that. So that has been one that has been extremely helpful to me. And I just constantly call out and say, OK, Lord, you said, you know, to call on you and you would answer. So I'm calling because this can need some help.
2: okay thanks a lot you're
1: welcome mom wonderful that concludes our call for today on stress management and strategy and purpose take care this is Gwendolyn
0: did you know you can join the community and start the conversation now click the link in the show notes start a conversation about what resonated with you most or bring a question you have from the episode. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scenes. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.